Anun hor ye vor voi ye vo guin serpo amen Christos hariavi merelots Abrik abrik Yesterday evening I shared a moment ago we uh, celebrated the Jira Kalutz Badarak the candlelight badarak which happens in the eve before Christmas and Easter and at the conclusion of that celebration, we took a group picture with the deacons who were gathered here today. I'm so thankful for all of our deacons who are present here today and our choir members who sung so beautifully. Let's give them a round of applause. We, we took a picture, and then when we took the picture, one of our uh, altar servers, uh, Subdeacon Charles, said, oh, we're also doing this on the occasion of the fifth anniversary of your ordination. I totally forgot. It's been five years in a few days. Uh, I was the last one to remember. <laughs> I made it this far. Um, and on that occasion, I thought about my father, who passed away many years ago. Because on those sorts of uh, important moments in my life, uh, when he couldn't be present, I often reflect on what sort of insights he passed on to me while I had him in my life. And we should all be very thankful for our loved ones while they're still with us, of course. And my father said a lot of things to me when I was a young man. And not all of them were gems, I'll give you that. But some of them were really impactful in my life. And one of them happened at a very important transitional period in my life when I had left one school, it was a small school, and I had gone to a new school which was much larger, and I was feeling isolated, I was feeling alienated, I was feeling as though it was hard for me to relate to the other kids that I was meeting, I was feeling myself change, I was feeling as though uh, my life was in upheaval, and I was very unhappy at that point in my life. And my father was insightful enough to see this was going on with me. And he said, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, and of course, like any young person would, I kind of, uh, you know, ignored it. You know, of course, there's nothing wrong. Of course, there's nothing wrong. Um, but of course, when teenagers say there's nothing wrong, there's usually something wrong. Uh, but eventually, I relented. And I said, you know, to be honest, I'm not very happy, Dad. I'm kind of depressed because, you know, this is going on in my life. And, he saw all the signs, he knew what was going on, but he wanted me to say it, and he said, let me ask you something. What is it that you're looking for? What is it, I hadn't thought about that question, what is it that you're looking for, he said. And I thought it was a silly answer, because you, know, you want somebody to say something practical when you're having problems. Do this, say this, go there, do these things, and your problem will be solved. It was much more of a, a kind of a, a, a philosophical question. What are you looking for? But the more I reflected on that question, the more I could feel as though my life was becoming clearer, my priorities were revealing themselves, the necessary steps would come about as I followed my path because I realized whatever it was that I was looking for, in reality, I already had in my life. I had love. I had acceptance. I had a purpose. I had a community. I had a family. I had the things that I needed. I simply was ignoring them during that time in my life. And the resurrection for me is a time when I'm reminded of this lesson. When something amazing is right in front of us, but we're neglecting the opportunity to accept it, to receive it, to embrace it, and to understand what its true impact is in our lives. And we've all been there at a time in our lives when we're looking for something, and it's right in front of us, and we don't see it. 
And that could be a literal thing, like I have husband blindness. Many married men have husband blindness. Your wife tells you to go look for something, and then you get very anxious because you know what happens if I don't find this thing, right? <laughs> Sometimes Yeris can still say, go get this soap, it's on the second thing, and it's right here and right there. If you look, you'll find it. And then my heart starts to beat. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not going to find it. And I go, and I look exactly where it's supposed to be, and I don't find it. And then I look three or four more times. So just to make sure I'm clear, I go back and say, I looked, I didn't find it. And then she goes and she looks, and of course it was exactly where she said it was. And this happens in our lives. We're looking for something, and it's right in front of us, but we refuse to accept or recognize it. And this is what happened after the resurrection. The story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is very important, crucially important. It is the fulcrum of all human history. There is no greater event that has ever happened or will ever happen in the history of creation. That's how important the resurrection is. But what happened immediately thereafter is also very interesting. Because the morning that Christ was resurrected, the oil-bearing woman came to the tomb, Mary Magdalene and the others. And she was the first person to discover that Christ had been risen. Christ appeared to her, but she didn't recognize him. She was afraid. And they spoke, and she still didn't recognize him. And eventually, he called out her name. And it wasn't until then, in that instant, that she realized who the resurrected Christ was. She was there. She was a witness to the events with her own eyes. She had been his follower but still she wasn't prepared to accept, accept the amazing truth that was right before her. And then Christ went to the disciples, and he revealed himself to them. And though most of them recognized him, not all of them did. There was one apostle by the name of Thomas who doubted, and he needed proof. And it wasn't until Christ showed him the wounds in his hands that he was ready to accept what was right in front of him. Then there were two men walking on the road, they had heard of Christ and everything that happened to him, that he had even been crucified and that he would be dead that day. And they wanted to meet him and follow him, but they thought as though they were too late. And he appeared to them. He came to them on the road. And still they didn't recognize him. Christ even went to their house. And it wasn't until after they sat down at a table with him and shared a meal that they recognized the resurrected Christ. All of these people were searching for something important. All of these people were searching for Christ because they knew whatever it was they were looking for, they would find it in and through him. And yet, even still, they weren't able to recognize it when it was right in front of them. And how could this be? Surely these were smart people. We can't imagine that they were people who didn't trust their own eyes or couldn't recognize a friend that they had spent many years with. When we look for something, we know we found it. When we read something, we know we've received it, right? Do we believe that? That if we're looking for something and it's right in front of us, that we'll recognize it? Our experience tells us something else. As Armenians, we are very blessed. As Armenians, we are very blessed because each and every one of you, all of those who have been baptized in that holy font, have been given a precious an immeasurably rich gift in your lives. But the question is, do we recognize it? Do we recognize it when we need to recognize it? Do we accept it when we need to accept it? Mary needed to be called. Thomas needed proof. 
The men on the road needed to sit down with Christ and get to know him a little bit better. And the question for us is, what is it that we need in our lives? What is it that we need right now so that we can realize what's right before us? That thing which is so precious that our forefathers would go to death before they rejected it. This is the calling that's in front of us at this very moment today. It's my prayer that this Easter be for you an occasion to sit down and to think, what is it that I need? What is it that Christ needs to give me in my life so that I can accept fully the gifts and the grace that he's offered to me? Because he's ready and prepared to give it to you if only you ask. For all of this we pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I wish you all a very happy Easter. May God bless all of you. Christos Hariav Imerelots. Ornale Harutun and Christos